Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, everyone. Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! Welcome, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between. No discrimination at all, because that's not what we do here on the podcast. And the podcast will rock. We're doing it live once again, because, hey, why not? We have so much fun doing it, and we figured it's about time we do it all the time. I am your co-host, Mark Kamire. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, we have got a uh, just a cavalcade of characters on the show today, and we also just have uh, just a crap ton of fun ahead of us, wouldn't you say? Oh, I've been looking forward to this ever since I pitched the idea back in December. It's David Lee Roth versus Sammy Hagar tonight. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to let you do the introductions as you uh, so often do there, Mr. Kamire. But we got a few people watching. There's a good buddy, Tom, uh, says if nobody on the show shouts out when it's 8.05, I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> Jonathan you, Todd Tom. in the chat. Yeah, Scott Monroe looking for a, a cage match tonight. And I don't know, things might get ugly. Uh, you know, good thing we brought in some extra help here tonight. Scott Haskin uh, from the Magicians podcast, also watching here tonight. Uh, I think he's still drunk from the last live show we did, Mark. Uh, <laughs> wow. What was that an evening? You didn't even make it all the way through. No, no. I was about to say it's a wonder uh, any of us are even still sober from that evening. Uh, <laughs> oh it's, cer God. it's certainly uh, I needed to take a, a day or two to fully recover. Um Probably not going to run into those issues tonight, but you never know. The night is young, and we have uh, quite a lineup ready for you all. As you say, it is, uh, it's is—it's going to be a clash of the titans, this show. This is the show, I think, that even before Corey and I really understood what this show would become, what it, what it even was, I think deep down we knew at some point a showdown was going to uh, come into play, and the showdown has arrived. It's David Lee Roth versus Sammy Hagar. I know we don't like to put these guys up against one another, but we figured, you know, what the hell? There are two camps. There's always two camps of Van Halen fans, the Sammy guys and the David guys. Uh, apologies to Gary. Take a shot, everybody. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> that's just that's just the way it goes. And thus, we are lucky to have uh, friends and uh, fellow podcasters who also really enjoy uh, being on different sides of the camps. So we let's bring them all together and just see what happens. So without further ado, uh, representing uh, the camp of David Lee Roth uh, from the DLR cast, our friends, Darren and Steve. Hello. And on the other side of the camp, not to be outdone, representing the Sammy side from the bogus Otis show, our good buddies, Darren and Brent. Hello, everybody, please make uh your introductions say hello to the people hey now like welcome to the cabo wabo <laughs> like a lightning bolt in your cheerios what's happening yeah. <laughs> there's only one way to podcast i wonder <laughs> i wonder if uh cheerios taste better with a bit of lightning i don't know i'll uh we'll, we'll have to uh, consult the experts on that um but uh, but look, you guys, we're so happy to have you guys. I cannot wait to see what this uh, what this show brings about. Uh, I'm ready for absolute carnage, or I'm I'm ready for just absolute peace and harmony. Either way, but if it does get a little too too chaotic, we brought with us a special. Uh, let's call him a referee in case things <laughs> get just a little too heated. All right, our good friends from the Van Halen News Desk, Eric Sinich. How you doing, Eric? Yes. Very serious. Very the, no joking tonight. I'm the referee here. No, not, not a single joke. Guys. Yeah, this is my chance to to, to meet for the first time, uh, Brent, and also Darren, Darren from one. Darren. Yeah, Darren. That's one or Darren two. one. Yeah. This is okay. Darren two. Yeah, from the bogus bogus like bewitched all over podcast. again. Yeah, I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to mispronounce the name. It's a uh, it's Paltrowitz. Yes. Yes, like when it's, it's eight oh five. Boom! It's eight oh five. Sorry, I had to throw that. <laughs> so yeah, things could get ugly tonight. Uh, so be ready, be ready. That's what I'm here to police police the two sides because as we know, this, <laughs> this gets very ugly. The Sammy versus Dave battle. So I'm you ready. Know, yeah. So you, you got the Dave side, which is like fire, and you got the. Uh, uh, the Sammy side, which is like uh, ice, and, and we're in the middle, kind of like lukewarm water, uh, just yep. like a Derek Smalls from Spinal Tap. Uh, looking forward to this one here tonight. Mark, I love that you're an agent of chaos, and right off the hop, you introduced four people at once and then just said, take it, and then, <laughs> then nobody knows who's supposed to go first. Well, uh, I, what I a figured, great I way to kick we, off uh, the We get everyone's pleasantries out of the way at, at the top, just in case uh, things start really uh, start to boil uh, uh, once we get into the actual uh, nitty-gritty of the show. That's all. Hey, look at that. Kevin Brown is uh, in the chat. Lots of red on my screen right Kevin. now. Appropriate. <laughs> and Scott Haskins says, and there isn't Scott. even any blood yet. Well, the, the night is young, <laughs> my yet. friend. The night yes, is young, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chaz wants to know, which side of Sammy do you represent? Hmm. The sunny <laughs> side, the shady side? The back side, the front side? Every yeah. side. Every, every side. side. At all Good. points in between. Yeah. And as Tom pointed out, it's 8.05, which means it's time to rock. <laughs> Yes, it is. It's time to rock. Uh, so right at the top of the show, uh, you all are familiar with how we do things. Uh, but to those of you joining us live, for whatever reason, you maybe just stumbled across it and you don't know what we do here. What we do here on the show is we break down the Van Halen catalog and discography one track at a time. And because we have both the Sammy Camp and the David Lee Roth Camp, we are going to do 
two songs. We are going to spin the the dreaded or the uh, effervescent, whatever uh, adjective you want to give it, wheel. And uh, the wheel is going to give us both a Sammy tune and a David Lee Roth tune. And if it gives us two of the same thing, we're going to spin it again until we get to one. So that means, this is important, that means when we do spin Pleasure Dome tonight, uh, we're going to have to talk about it, Corey, and you, you're just going to have to accept it. Oh, I'm ready for that. And actually, uh, Chaz, uh, I think he was already manifesting spanked because he's a son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, so, um, but the, the wheel has actually been very kind to us on on live shows. You know, we got uh, when it's love. We got run around uh, on the last one. We've had some big, big cuts. Uh, somebody in the chat, I'm trying to find it here, uh, picked uh, Panama versus Pound Cake, which can't happen because we already did Panama. Uh, but true. Pound Cake is still out there. Pound Cake is still Ooh, out there. Yeah. Uh, there was another one who wanted to do a uh, jump versus right now. That was uh, Jonathan who also said, yeah, jump versus right now. That'd be a good one, eh? That would be. Um, I, I appreciate your sentiment there, Jonathan. However, I think uh, it, Corey and I have talked off uh, off air about it, maybe even on air, but I, it, it just wouldn't. It feels more poetic if we got all the way to the end and jump is the last song that we cover. It it probably won't end up that way, but, you know, here's hoping. Uh, however, if we do spin jump tonight, then we'll happily talk about it and we'll uh, we'll we'll discuss uh, but that is up to the wheel and we're not there yet. Uh, while we have him here on the panel, we always like to uh, bust in with some uh, Van Halen news. If anything's going on in the world of Van Halen and let's just go directly to the source. Eric Sinich, I'm looking at you, man. Uh, what have you got for us? You got anything you want to talk about? Yeah, some really cool stuff. Actually, did you guys uh, from the Bogus Otis podcast talk about and see Sammy's 75th birthday bash, which was streaming? You had to pay for it though. It was on. Uh, it was TMZ. Fo TMZ presents Fox News is who streamed it. Yeah, I, I've, I've tried actually six ways to Sunday, and the problem is, just like Sammy's rum and tequila, we can't get it up here in Canada. Geo block. So, oh, yeah. oh wow. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So help, send help, please. Yeah, yeah. We we, we posted that up. Uh, Back on January 10, uh, Michael Anthony headlined. Uh, is that that event's coming up in March? He's headlining on March 25th. Um, and Mark and Corey talked about this in one of your episodes recently. He's headlining a Save the Heartbeat fundraising event and concert in Costa Mesa, California. You can go to VHND to find out more about that. If you're in that area, that'd be a cool show to go see. Uh, Dave's been releasing his podcast, Season 2. How have you guys been enjoying <clears throat> that? I know Darren and Steve just did a great podcast. Uh, their latest episode of the LR cast. I listened to it today going to work and uh, they, they cover uh, that show uh, pretty, pretty well. Maybe uh, bring uh, everybody up to speed on, on what uh, David Lee Roth is doing with his, uh, yes, his podcast. Please. Well, he's talking all, all about his time in Haiti, of course. Yeah, <laughs> that's all there is. <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting because Darren brought up a good point uh, on the DLR cast. It sounds like a lot of my first thought was like, okay, this is all stories that he would put in another book. Maybe he's deciding he's just going to put it all into the podcast. But then as Darren brought up, brought up a good point. These are stories that may have already been left out of the original book from 1997, Crazy from the Heat. And now he's telling them. Um, but it's just random stories about his, his days really from so far. I'm just thinking all the stories have been from his adventures in the 80s. I don't know, Stephen Darren, do you guys remember if there's anything from the 90s in there? I mean, everything is pretty much 
the, technically the, his camping would have been in the right. 21st right. century right <laughs> um, yeah but he's got he's got one the last one that he did it's the girl from the um mtv lost weekend promo yeah. the girl that's to his right uh he ended up going out with for a couple of years and then he went he took her out to haiti with eddie anderson big ed who's been who knows where for many years um him and dave i think had a falling out but i don't know yeah if i can add to that yeah. him and dave stopped working together maybe 98 or so and it led to a lawsuit so we know that the haiti story is definitely not from the last 20 years yes yes <laughs> and, and and he said it was it would have been around 84 85 because he met her on the on the the set of those commercials that they made for the lost weekend so they're just various stories like that but he, he's not talking about anything new he's not he's not addressing the uh, the possible rumors he did, though, talk about Darren and Steve. You guys talked about. He did talk about the recordings, the recent recordings of the Van Halen songs. That's, his own, yeah, recording his own cover, covering his own tunes, covering right, Van right. Halen, basically yeah, at Henson. At Henson, yeah, and that, that was about as topical as as it's got uh, for the yeah. most part. I mean, and usual as usual, nothing about his solo music, which yeah, he didn't talk about. Drives the, me nuts. He didn't talk about the John Five songs. I don't think at all. No, so which is talked about a, that yet another lost opportunity. But don't get yeah. me started. Yeah, so <laughs> it's just you just don't know where he's going to go with it. But they're all short episodes. They're like 25, 30 minutes each, and he's just breaking them up and uh, Merci mercifully, <laughs> it's Dave and Dave. <laughs> yeah, try to keep up, you know. Dave B um, and Dave. That's a uh, that's a catchphrase that we use on this show quite a bit. And by we, I mean me. I say it. <laughs> but the way he tells stories is just like this. He has the most unique voice. You just know instantly it's mm -hmm. him. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So he, well, sometimes uh, Tom, you take you take the coconut. Okay. <laughs> you take the well, coconut. You cut it in half. Okay. You take a piece of that, and then what you do is you turn, make it into a fork. Okay. And you're gonna take. <laughs> Where's he going with this? Eric, oh. I'm so glad that you picked up on all the OKs okay. because he does yeah. that. And then he does the pop culture references in threes. I have not prepared this, but he'll, Dave always knows who the biggest rapper of the moment is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then he knows a 1930s movie star. So we go like, it doesn't matter if you're Michael Jackson. Annette Funicello or Tucson. <laughs> he always does that in the thing. So oh, that's my rant. Yeah, that's Dave. So check those out. What else is going on? Jazz Obrecht releases, he released a couple of his full audio interviews with Ed from 78 and 79. And um, those are must listens. Those are from back in the day when Eddie was just becoming known. And you just see what a cool dude he was. So those are up on VHND. What else, guys? What else do we got? Oh, there was a really cool piece of audio from 1985. Eddie and Cheech uh, yeah, from right. Cheech and Chong yeah. fame. That was, and that was yeah, pretty cool. They're at this obscure charity gig, and it's a pretty lengthy piece of audio. I think it's like 20, 25 minutes, and you hear Ed going off. And, uh, and this is, as we know, this is when Dave is, I think he's pretty much out by this point. But then you hear Cheech say, or somebody refer to Cheech as, uh, Cheech Lee Roth or something. They make some joke. Cheech Lee Roth. Yeah. Is there anything we we did? We talked a lot about David Lee Roth. We haven't talked a lot about Sammy yet. Uh, what do you got going on the Bogus Oda show there, boys? Well, is always busy. Is is now a good time to do our wardrobe malfunction? Sure, we, let's do it. I think it is. Why not? Should we should we do that now? Let's do it. Let's yeah. Do that. Okay. Here we go. Here, here it is. Oh no. 
Yeah. I think we misread the paper. I thought we were flipping sides and defending the other side. Oh. So we kind of oh. came ready to. Uh, kind of... What is this? Look at that. Maybe we're. That's amazing. We'll go back yeah, to our side now, right? Oh, wait. Yeah. This, 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 is, the, this is the wardrobe right malfunction. Here, 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 that's, here. That's the 91 yeah. Little In Enough era photo. Bravo. Yeah. Dave leaning forward with the. All yeah. right. That looks better. All, right. All is right in the world now. That looks better. Oh, there you go. Look at that. Look at that. They're all right in the world, except for I just saw that there's a Mariano in the chat. So I don't know if all is right in the world. We'll see. Yeah. Have they talked about the hamburger from Better Off Dead yet? What did I miss? Everything and nothing. Sorry for that commercial break. Now we have the proper garb. There it is. Perfect. We should talk a little bit about tonight because we build this uh, as the ultimate uh, grudge match. David versus Sammy. By the end of the night, we are going to definitively prove who the better front man is. Uh, Let's start with Darren and Steven. 500 words or less. Why is your guy, your fighter, the best front man? Oh, wait a minute. Should I put, should I, do we need a referee, official ref? I, I think we might need a referee, Eric. Hold on. I'll go get him. (laughs) <laughs> you know while he's doing that yeah yeah <laughs> we're, we're we're gonna go to the tail of the tape here we go the tail of the tape david lee roth versus sammy hagar uh albums david lee roth with van halen has seven sammy hagar has four sales 57 million to 27 million uh number one albums david had zero sammy had four uh album sales average 8.12 million for david 6.75 million for sammy so not a big runaway that you would think. Sammy actually kind of closed that gap, but you consider uh, how many albums sold uh, uh, per per record. So it's, that, go ahead, Mark. I was just, I was just, it's interesting. It's interesting because I think this was uh, uh, my argument in the uh, in the early, nicely done, Eric. Uh, <laughs> that was my argument in the early days of the show about uh, uh, Sammy versus Roth and uh, everyone, or not everyone, but a few of our uh, naysayers uh, called me a liar and I didn't know what I was talking about, but the numbers are right in front of you. So, you know, just, just, I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. Delay of game. No, we got a delay of game. All right. right. Yellow, yellow flag already. All right. All right. Eric's going to be throwing flags all night, boys. So make sure you keep it clean, keep it above the belt, right? No low blows. Um, Looking at those numbers, I know all the DLR guys look at that and say, oh, Dave was by far the most successful singer. But how many of those albums were sold after Sammy's popularity in the 80s, right? A lot of people went back and bought the back catalog after 5150, No, You812. So I think that gap's a little more narrow than people think. What do you think, Eric? We're talking about album sales between the Sammy era and the Dave era? Is that where yeah. we're going? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the 1978 debut in 1984, no no album during the same era uh, eclipsed those sales. Right. I think 5150 was the highest, 6 million. And uh, I, what was the total number for Sammy era and total for Dave? Uh, the totals were, let's bring it back. Bring it back. Okay. 27 million for Sammy Hagar, 57 million for David Lee Roth. But... The album sales average, 8.12 million for David Lee Roth, 6.75 million for Sammy Hagar. Is that counting a different kind of truth? It is, yep. Oh, that is seven albums. But that wouldn't be counting, say, like the Twister soundtrack and compilations. A lot of times artists go, I've sold over 100 million albums. It's because they were on soundtracks and comps. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they had had the higher charting singles during the Sammy era, I think, overall. Hmm. 
Um, when you, but when but you, they never had a number one with Sammy. They had a number one with Dave. They they've had what is it, diamond selling albums for the first one in 1984. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's hard to beat. That's hard to beat. And if you compare up. all Sammy's uh, you know soundtracks and themes to date. Oh no! Sorry, Dave turned all those down. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> oh! Ooh! No flag on the play. Oh, no boy. flag. I'm surprised. No dude. flag. Yeah, I am too. So this is definitely not the NFL where it's flag football every three seconds. So. It's apples and oranges. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, Mariano's not happy. No low blows. Both these frontmen are doomed. Oh boy. He, he wanted a dirtier fight than we were anticipating. <laughs> he also says that Sammy looks like Bob from that '70s show in that picture. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> No blows, below, no blows below the belt, no high kicks above the belt. There you go. David That's Lee fair. Roth kicks above the belt. There it is. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Good. Yeah. Tail of the tape. There it is. There's there are the numbers. And uh uh before we uh get to the the wheel, before we get to the meat of the show, uh Corey, we've got a poll, I think. From last week, we sure do. Yeah. Uh, last so- week we covered ice cream man, which I thought would have pissed off uh uh, Darren one and Steve, because that would have been a good one to cover tonight. I thought if we would have had ice cream, man, but uh, oh, man. we did it last week. Um, 86% what dreams are made of 14%. Uh, this dream is over uh, almost 150 votes on that one. So the polls are getting quite popular here, uh, but yeah, overwhelmingly positive for uh, ice cream, man. I mean, I don't see why not. It I, This was one that we thought, uh, I, how do you not just have a good time listening to this song? And, uh, but we knew we called it. We knew that uh, this would not be a 100% uh, what dreams are made of because it never is. Even the songs that we are so sure, there's always going to be a couple of them. But to the credit to some of you voters, you you have been letting us know as to why you voted it down. And uh, some of those reasons are are warranted and some of those reasons, okay, that is a choice. Did they vote it down just because they've heard it so much? Because that's not fair. Is that what some of them said? That was the the excuse I got on Runaround was maybe yeah, people are yeah. voting it down because they've heard it so many times. So that could I mean, apply to ice cream. Yeah, I mean too, that you can't. Which is lame. I don't think you yeah. could judge it based on that. No, I mean you know I've heard that, Stairway to Heaven sure. a zillion times, but Stairway to Heaven is brilliant. Does yeah? I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> God damn it! I'm sorry. I don't make the rule. No, no, I do make the rules. You do I'm make the rules. <laughs> <laughs> what am I talking about? Yep. Got the hat on. Too. Uh, Corey, I'll leave it up to you. Uh, we've got uh, we probably got a, a bit of a long show, so if you uh, want to na- uh, skip the comments this time around, or if you want to go through them, whichever. You know, like you said, we got a, a long show. We got a lot yeah. of panelists on here. I would just recommend everybody go check out that uh, that tweet and mm-hmm. read some comments. There's some good ones. I know uh, Heath McCoy, a good friend of ours, chimed in. Ryan Powell. Uh, Tom Armbruster, uh, Scott Haskin, because he's got nothing better to do. Kevin Brown, again, nothing better to do. Uh, no John Mariano in this one, though. Deep Purple Podcast. Oh, we're, we're planning a date for those guys to be on the show. That's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, check that out uh, on our Twitter. I don't think I'll do uh, live polls tonight either because I ticked off a bunch of people uh, last time around. So we'll just uh, release the polls as the shows come out. Yeah. And uh, to quote uh, Mariano, uh, if you voted against Ice Cream Man, you're out of the cult. So just throwing that out there for him so yeah, there it is there it <laughs> so, is that's nice. right and then tom is, thought uh, the point of the cult was to downvote in the polls and he says no the point mm-hmm. of a cult is to follow him blindly so <laughs> <laughs> you heard it there from the horses Stay mouth. A while, there try the kool-aid there you go 
<laughs> so there you go. Okay, yeah, go to the go to the rock and polls. Check that out. Check out what everyone had to say and cast your vote if you didn't vote already. So, without further ado, gentlemen, are you ready? Let's do it. We have a drum. Are we drum rolling? Ready to rumble. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to, to hear some enthusiasm, and that'll do. Uh, so, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, Steve's before, got that Roth scream. He can do that. But of course, I, I say, are you ready? And yet, thank you. Thank you that was Steve. Uh, yep. And yet, and yet, we can't, we, we can't spin it just yet because one, Corey's still got to prime it. But two, I have to ask. We are here. Uh, it's Sammy versus Dave. Finally, the ultimate showdown. You're all here from the your respected podcasts talking about uh, a particular era of the of this band. But I have to ask, what song are you trying to manifest tonight? Or I guess uh, it'll be songs later. But for now, just the one song. I'm gonna throw it to uh to to you, Darren Bristos. Bogus Otis show. What song do you want to manifest for the wheel tonight? And I'm assuming you're going to vote for uh, your Sammy song. I'll do a Sammy song. And I was checking. I don't think you guys have done this one yet. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, I'd be happy to hear 5150. We have not done that one yet. And that's a popular one. When I put it out there on Twitter, what we manifest 5150 by far was the most requested Sammy song. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. We got one for 5150. Brent. Shut up, Jazz. Chaz says spank, spank, spank. I don't like him anymore. Anyway. <laughs> Chaz. Uh, Brent, what say you? So just to be clear, I cannot vote for how many say I. Is that right? No, that you absolutely right. cannot. It is on the wheel. We're yeah. never going okay. back. Okay. Well, then I guess my second choice <laughs> would be uh, I would like to manifest. My, my Have you done mine all mine? Yeah. Yes. I think yep. we did. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Great tune. Love we only got nice. like one track left off of OU812. I believe it's black and blue. Come uh-huh. on. Mm. Um, yeah. How about That's I'm going to go? Uh, I'm going to go feeling off balance. Feeling. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Hot. All nice. right. All right. Deep all right. Track. It's a deep track. All right. So uh, from the other end of the spectrum there, uh, I'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and uh, call the shot there. Uh, Darren Palchowitz, what song do you want to ma- manifest, presumably uh, from the Roth era? Oh, because you've already done up for breakfast. I just basically like to get anything from a different kind of truth because I haven't heard it for a while because good old Dave, uh, his business dealings, for some reason, it's not on Spotify. No. <laughs> not on iTunes either. It's so weird. Yeah. It's just, uh, quite tricky. So just any song from that album? Any song from that album. All right. All right. Very a broad category. I, I, I dig it. I dig it. Uh, Steven Roth, how about you? I'm afraid I'm going to mention a song. Forgive me for my Dave-like attention deficit disorder here, but uh, <laughs> I'm afraid I might mention a song you already did. Actually, I was going to bring up, a, uh, if you were going to reverse it, I was going to say don't, uh, I was going to, tell you a sammy song but uh i was i absolutely i'll tell you dave era i love fair warning i love hear about it later mm-hmm. and um and drop dead legs just you know there, there's songs that i will never tire of uh in the van halen catalog and that's two of them did you do one or both of those guys again forgive me uh drop dead legs we did but we, <laughs> we haven't gotten to hear about it later yeah. i've been yeah i've been calling for that one for a, for a little man, bit here. that's oh, man. that's i think that's one that some people might forget its greatness yeah that steve you guys have all of dave's high screams to start your show i think you've got <laughs> that one in there right because dave goes way up on that one at the end of your call, right? <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> the classic dave scream yeah. 
All right. And uh, you know what? I'll go ahead and ask, uh, Eric, how about you for this uh, first spin? When you can, ch- you have the benefit, you can choose any era you want. All right. Corey and I discussed this backstage off the air uh, right. with, with the brown M&Ms removed. And we said that uh, we, we, we want, for God's sakes, this is the, probably the hundredth time I've requested and manifested one humans being it's got to happen. Corey, not the absolutely oh, great choice. Great yeah. choice. Great yeah. song. One of my faves. Yeah. Sammy era fave for sure. Oh yeah. Oh. Gotta do it. So, so again, that, that's one I've been waiting for, for a while. You and me both. So I'm going to echo that sentiment. Cause you know, why not? Uh, so Corey, uh, what say you for this first round? Oh, what uh, Eric and I talked about was uh, combining our manifesting powers because ah. out of everybody on the panel, uh, three times, uh, people have called their shot and got it. Eric wants me twice. So we're going to combine our powers, humans being for a Sammy track. I also picked the Dave track because we're kind of in the middle. Yeah. Uh, uh, I would love to hear. Uh, actually, I know you said for the last show, but kind of feeling some jump here tonight. I think this is a good panel to break down Van Halen's biggest hit. Well, it certainly would. I mean, wouldn't that be something if we spun uh, humans being and jump? Uh, it's, whew. Talk talk about uh, uh, just really, really going for it. Uh, the, we'll see how that goes. But all right. Uh, you know what? I'm going to combine the power of humans being as well because I've been asking. I've been wanting it. I've nice. wanted, to, wanted to hear it. But then I'm also going to throw in uh, the song that, again, I have been wanting to hear. And for some reason, the wheel just says, nah, ain't talking about love. For the for the yeah, David Lee Roth track, like come on, that. man, yeah, hell it yeah, it makes me happy. It's it's a great track. I would love to hear it. Eventually, we will, but why not on a show like tonight? So there should, it is. I, should I have picked a Dave song too? I yes, yes, yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, we got to pick one from each era. Okay. You're impartial tonight, so yeah. Uh, from the Dave era that hasn't been picked. All right. Uh, oh, um. No, Cathedral's good, but no, I'm, I'm, I want to go with, um, <laughs> oh man. Uh, it's only a two hour show, Eric. Come on. <laughs> no, I know. No, just stick the 1984 with intro. Dave does have a co-write on it. If you look through ASCAP. Oh, very uh, fascinating. I like that. Um, I'm thinking I want to go with something from women and children first. Like, um, I'm trying to think, what did you do from women and children first? so far good question oh, we did almost the entire uh, second side of uh, of women and children first yeah um uh did you do okay though you did almost the first side so you may have already done romeo delight did you do romeo no. delight? we have not done romeo, yeah, delight. Okay, romeo uh, delight that's the you one you and a lot of people or uh, there's at least one or two other people in the chat asking yes. for romeo delight, romeo delight. So, a lot yeah. of votes for romeo there delight okay yeah. there you go well, there you go. There you go. The manifestations, at least the first ones, have been made. We are now, I think, ready. If the wheel is primed, Corey, I know I'm ready. Uh, everyone on the panel is ready. Are you ready? Is Sammy ready in the back? Oh, I'm, I'm getting there. I just need a <laughs> We're, I got a lot of things going on right now. Yeah, he does. We're gearing gotta... up, you guys. This, this, this is a big show. It's a big panel. Uh, uh, Here lot... we go, round and round. Oh, no. I was oh gonna do well done. <laughs> I, I, I was appreciate let that. You keep going. Yeah, just keep first, going. First, I I got to I got to shuffle the wheel. There's seven of us on the panel, so I'm yeah. going to get shuffled seven times. Here we go: one, yeah. two, three, four, five, six, and seven. All right. All right. <laughs> let me find my sound clip. Here we go. All right. Here it goes. 
it's almost. Oh, I thought we we're gonna get pound cake. Oh. Instead, we're getting <laughs> an unreleased track from Van Halen Three. That oh does my not God. count. That does not that count. That doesn't That's count. That's a Gary song. Nope, it doesn't That's, count. Sorry. Wow. Again, I, apologies. You had to Gary, that in take there? a shot. Yeah. So wow. that stays on the wheel. Uh, uh, Sammy's got to warm up those pipes again. He's going to get tired if we're going to keep rolling uh, Van Halen Three songs. Let's nah, he's a one professional. More he can do it. <laughs> That's the one Mitch Malloy said. <laughs> Where have oh, all okay. the good times gone from Diver Ooh, Down? Another Diver Down tune. Okay. That is our Dave track for the evening. Eric, tell us about Where Have All the Good Times Gone? Kinks cover, opening track from Diver Down, 1982. Uh, this Van Halen, actually, they, they covered, that might have been, obviously they covered You Really Got Me. There's that one. There might have been another Kinks song they did, too, from the club days. Uh, but that's that's pretty much the brief overview of that one. It's one of the many covers on on Diver Down that Eddie was not a fan of. But um, interesting though, it's not it's not like your typical hit single. The choice was pretty interesting. So a lot of people didn't even know it was a cover, you know, unless you really knew your Kinks history. Mm. Do we have any hardcore Kinks fans on the panel? I like the Kinks. Uh, there we go. <laughs> I, I, I was one of those folks. Nineteen eighty-two. I did not know it was a Kinks song. Being a right. sophomore in high school, I think it's a great album opener, though. I'll tell you that. You yeah. dropped the dropped the needle on that when I first got it. I was like, totally, you know, fell in love with that riff right away. Yep. Then I saw the credits and went, "Hey, isn't the same guy the guys who wrote the song on Van Halen one?" You know, so back in high school, can came around full circle. Right on, right on. And may I might align for saying this because I'm on the Sammy side, but Little Guitars is, you know, that could be its own album right there, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right to admit that. Yeah, there's an interesting. Another DLR cover. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jonathan says, spin again, no covers. Or he says, no covets. No covets. Uh, yeah, we're, we're not we're not coveting anything here. <laughs> but That's uh, not Josh Todd from Buck Cherry, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, apparently, Kevin Brown is a huge Kinks fan, so it's uh, it's, it's ironic that he's not on the on the panel with us uh, tonight. But he's watching. He'll be chiming in in the chat because uh, Kevin loves to talk. But uh, Darren, uh, Darren too, uh, the second Darren from Bewitched, uh, you're on the DLR cast. What is your thought on uh, Diver Down and on uh, on this track? I like it. It's fine, but. It's not one of my 15 favorite Van Halen songs. Probably not one of my 25 favorite Van Halen songs, but it's wow. good. I mean, Bad Van Halen is still pretty good. Well, we thought that too. And then Van Halen 3 hit. Well, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> many say, uh, come on. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, it's the only cover I like to still listen to from Diver Down. Really? Yeah, I mean, Pretty Woman, right? I mean, well, Dancing Straight still dig, but Pretty Woman I long ago kind of got tired of. Just, you know, oh. there's just some songs you just, you know. All right. I, I want to get the thoughts on the panel on this because I got some people, I'm not going to single you out, Jonathan, bitching that we should spin again because it's not fair because this is a, a cover song and we can't adequately um, compare David Lee Roth's lyrics to Sammy Hagar's uh, lyrics. Yeah. Mm. So is that is that uh. semantics at this point or are, do you guys want to spin again? Uh, whatever whatever you know what? makes the people happy whatever <laughs> i I, I vote happy. to spin again i mean the days customers are always right okay, okay. customers yeah, that's always fair. Right. 
I mean, I, I'd give I'd give some props. Uh, you know, Darren and Steve have said it a couple. Of, we've we I think we've heard you guys say on two of your episodes, you're happy that the bogus Otis guys don't hate you. I, we we can't hate anybody. <laughs> we we love we love everyone. And honestly, I love Diver Down. To me, it's uh, as much as there's some darker stuff on there, like full bug is a bit of a dark tune um to me diver down is kind of an upbeat happy album and and that's that's what that's what darren and i talk about all the time with the sammy air stuff right those albums are happy van they're happy yeah i love diver down so you know what mariano says if this is wwe we'd be chanting bullshit on that spin so uh, pretty unanimous (laughs) in the chat however yeah it is pretty unanimous and i am inclined to even though i'm the one who's just like no we can't we can't destroy the integrity of the show i'm going to agree it's a cover it's semantics so yes i think we absolutely should spin again all right so let's hope for intruder this time Okay, for the well, I got to make sure I got for the th- third time's a charm. <laughs> Man, we're gonna be spinning this dumb thing all night here. If it's another uh, cover, I'm gonna be. I'm just gonna laugh. It's okay. Every time the wheel spins, we get to hear run around, so that's cool. Yeah. Yes. Every, every time the wheel spins, an angel gets his wings. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. No whammies. No whammies. Oh, what did I say? What did I say? Oh my god. What did I say? There it is. Come on. Oh goodness. There it is. Wow. There it is. Well, there it is. How about that? Well, there goes a fair fight between Sammy and Dave, because what the heck is going to match up to John? <laughs> oh, no. There's some clunker lyrics fixed. in John. There are oh, no, some we'll, real we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> don't worry. I don't. I don't know that we need to really say too much at the top j- before we start playing the song because I want to save it until we actually start listening to it, hearing what Dave is saying, listening yeah. to music, and then and then we can chime in and just yeah. you know have a have a brawl between us all. Tell you what, the chat is very happy. Uh, Tom points out, you're not destroying <clears> the integrity. <throat> you're holding to the premise of the special episode. So there you go. It is. Then, yes. No, Thank no, you, Dave. Tom. Yeah. Woohoo. A lot of happy guys. Sweep the sweep the keg, Dave. Okay. Mariano, <laughs> <laughs> oh. maybe a keg deep at this point. I don't know. Jonathan says, now we have a show as if it it, it sucked up to this point. But now that we yeah, got judged, yeah. now, it was now all, we it have was a show. garbage until now. Until now. Yeah. So, yeah, that's fine. Fair. Yeah, but, uh, Three manifests now in however many shows we've done here. 62, 63 we're on, so. Yep, yep. Head to your local casino, and uh, uh, you, may the odds be ever in your favor, so. Hey, there's Ooh. some people who are not fans. Uh, see, places people jump. Don't like they, it. Uh, I'll come back for the next hour. Out. <clears throat> yeah, well, people that don't like it. Sorry, Rava Flav, that. Uh, <laughs> Rava Flav! Flav. I mean, you know. hey, Rava Flav, look up my interview with Flavor Flav from last week on YouTube. I think you'll enjoy it. <laughs> Free plug. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, like I said, there's, there's not a lot to really say I, at the top of, because it's jump. This is arguably, classic. no, it's not arguably, this is their most famous song. So, uh, I mean, Eric, you would agree with that. Yeah. You're the uh, expert. I, I'm I not an it. expert. I love manifest jump. with two mulligans deserves an asterisk. Fuck you, John does not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the home run King. <laughs> you are. You're the, yeah. you're the Babe Ruth of podcasts there, That's Corey. Right. Yeah, I love uh, Jump, man. Jump is just encompasses all that is great about Van Halen, uh, if you include the video. Well. So you got Dave doing his visual, uh, you know, all the acrobatic moves that he did. And, and that video 
sent it to number one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a thing you kids listening out there. There there were these things called music videos. They weren't on YouTube. Uh, we had to actually watch them on TV because MTV actually did that. MTV used to stand for yes. music television, and you see <laughs> these music videos. That's how we got wind of so many songs and yeah. the uh, the corny videos that would accompany them. Uh, this was- video, however, is is very fun. Uh, we all know jump. We all we're all I think ready to talk about it. Uh, uh, fighters to your corners. Uh, tighten up your gloves and let's just get ready to just take a whack at it. Uh, uh, Corey, whenever you're ready, let's uh, let's do the thing. All right, here we go. All right, let's go around the horn. What do we think about that intro? Let's start with Darren Paltrowitz. Great intro, although total sidebar here. I've heard and I've never done this before. If you can get the isolated guitar track, it's out of tune from the rest of the track. Has anyone heard that before? Yep. Okay. Yes, I have. (laughs) No. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Darren. Uh, Christy Binkley says, I love this song on Glee. <clears throat> I was today years old when I learned the song was on Glee. Yeah, me too. I'm old. I don't know what that show is. <laughs> it's it's just a thing that happened and it went away. It's never coming oh, back. Martha. Yeah, Scott's going all the way back. We get Martha quit on the show. I've tried. Yeah. I, I reached out to her. She never got back to me. But uh, that's Kevin great Brown. that she tried. I love it. <laughs> oh, why not? Uh, Wayne Gretzky oh. said, "You miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take." Right. So yeah, Kevin, the drum, the drum man. Yeah, drums do sound good, man. Favorite favorite part of the uh, of the song, drumming wise, is during the solo, yep. during that solo. Uh, Gary says this song has keyboards. Eddie Trunk is triggered. <laughs> Everybody's triggered. <laughs> yeah. Eddie Trunk. Right, I Bogus interviewed Otis Sammy, my friend Sammy. I had him on the Trunk Nation. I know Michael Anthony. <laughs> nice. All right, we got to hear from the Bogus Otis boys. Uh, yeah. You obviously aren't opposed to keyboards. Uh, because they were prevalent during the Sammy era. What do you, what do you think of the uh, intro to jump? Well, I like, I like the keyboards. Uh, I'm a big guitar player uh, and I like the keyboards because they have a guitar. They have the brown sound on the keyboard. So they, they, I love the. Ready to pop the question. The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
the grittiness of the keyboard sound that Eddie dialed in for this. Yeah, you know, I'll, uh, I will I would say, uh, I think when, when we were on with you guys uh, last time, our song was All Wait, and we talked a lot about uh, Alex's drum sound on All Wait. And for, for me, you know, what I'm about to say, there's probably going to be some people on the internet that want to crucify me for saying this, but I almost feel like much of 1984 as an entire album is an Alex Van Halen drum sound album almost even more than eddie's guitars in in some in some places i mean you think about the intros to drop dead legs hot for teacher all wait girl gone bad and and jump for sure i mean the the drums to me is just it's drums 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 man great point yeah. so true and before we went to the lynn drums right like a real drum sounds here right? yeah. yeah yeah the total brown sound not surprising because yeah. ed had complete control this was recorded at his studio, and you know how he felt about Al. So now, he, John he was Mariano gonna... would like to know uh, from our experts here on the panel: <laughs> How does the brown sound relate to the brown note? Uh, his music knowledge is sorely lacking. Eric, your oh thoughts? Oh my god! Is he? Is he? Oh my god! Is yeah, he I'll really let you guys go take here? this. One. Is he going to go here? I'm the referee. I'm supposed to be neutral, but John. <laughs> man. See, people yeah. don't like it because of the keyboards. They 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 just they want to hear Ed you know, rocking on the guitar, which is what Ted Templeman and Dave was saying. Dave used to say, you're a guitar hero, kid. <laughs> but Ed talked about the story, you know, you're a guitar hero, kid. But Ed was a musician. He he was tinkering around with the keyboards as far back as like 79 or 80. I think he was messing around with this on the tour bus around 79 or 80, possibly one, that far back. One foot out the door. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. rock. How, how fun was it to see Eddie behind the, the keys on Live Without a Net in the 5150 yeah. tour, right? Yeah. yeah, he's a guitar god. Yeah, no one's going to argue that. But it, it was different and it was cool. And he, he looked like he would ha was having just as much fun. That's what I was going to say. You're right. He was having yeah, the time. Like, he was having a blast. Yeah. yeah. So that's it's it's it, what it was nobody's idea but Ed's. Nobody else wanted to do it. It's not like he, nobody put a gun to his head and said, play keyboards. This is what he wanted to do. And it's really the gateway to what was coming next during the Sammy era. And as you guys know, being Sammy fans, Sammy has been insistent on this. He's basically saying, look, I, I'm not the one who told Ed to play keyboards. This was stuff that he would come to me with. He was playing keyboards at the time. And I'd lay down the, the lyrics and the vocals on it. But that's where Ed was at that time. And, and going back to, you know, the, the brown sound of the keyboard. I mean, a lot of bands that released uh, after 1984 came out, a lot of rock bands at that time, flew to key, having keyboards in their songs. And I feel like 1984 is the, the keyboard sound has, you know, stood the test of time when compared to some of those other bands that started adding keyboards. I feel like the sound that they got doesn't have, it's aged a lot better than some of the other bands, in my opinion. I'll tell you that the opening, a couple things. Jump is one of those songs where I'm sure for you guys too, I mean, I can remember exactly where I was the first time I heard that. That would be in the back room of an Arby's while I was messing around with some beef and cheddar experiments, but that's a whole other story <laughs> in, in Long Island of all places. How, and that's true. However, this, that's one these one of those songs where it is so classic, man. As soon as it jumps out, you know, I, I, this occurred to me too. Um, that opening comes at you so quick. If you're a radio DJ and for so many people at radio, this is the, the top 40 because this thing just exploded. You could not fuck around with that opening. You couldn't, you know, all of a sudden suddenly start talking over and say traffic coming up on the nines next on big hit one or three or whatever, hit you know, no way. Exactly, man. You had to fucking nail it with this song because those, the keyboards, you know, were instantaneous, right? It grabbed you immediately. Those drums were just explosive. The scream, 
you know, it, it just launches. Yeah, you know, Steve, the kind of what you're saying, you you remember exactly where you were. And I think every time you heard the song since then, if you're sitting down, the second you hear that keyboard intro, you want to get up and dance or move or jump, right? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. That's why you always hear it at a uh, at a sporting event live. Somebody like at, at some point during a game, you're gonna hear jump, even if it's just the intro or or a little part of the chorus. Something it, inevitably, you're gonna hear it because it does make you want to get up and just yes. Classic '80s rock tune. That's right. All right, Sammy boys, here's your chance to take a shot at uh, David Lee Roth lyrics. What did we think of that first verse? <laughs> go, Darren, go. <laughs> uh, I don't mind it. I don't mind. It's definitely not his best, uh, but it kind of fits the lightheartedness, kind of breezy, breezy of the tune. So I kind of, uh, I'm listening to them, but I'm not also not, not listening at the same time. <laughs> David Lee Roth, guys, your chance to respond. The, the lyrics are fine up until that point. They're, you asked the Sammy guys on the wrong verse. What do you think oh, of sorry. the lyrics? Because the first <laughs> verse is totally acceptable. I think it's I think it's fair to say that uh, I mean Roth is a he's a brilliant lyricist, and we're not even going to go down the path of Sammy's lyrics until we get to our our Sammy tune because everybody <laughs> likes to beat him up for a bunch of a bunch of different lyrics. But for me, jump l- lyrically is certainly not. Dave's finest moment from from start to finish. I mean, it it fits, but uh, jump is jump because of the music. I mean, he, he's he's got so many brilliant rhymes and and pieces of his lyric writing, and jump is that's uh, not one of them. I'll I'll tell you this. Listen, this is no uh, name your other Van Halen song here with a you know there's no drop dead legs let's say or top Jimmy right with his great story, but that to me the lyrics are perfect and for what this song is and, and and they match perfectly with the upbeat sound and that first verse there that's like a little motivational speech right there right i mean you got it tough i've seen the toughest around just you know what i'm saying it's like there's you're ready to go as soon as you hear this thing it's back to mark's point about um every uh, sporting event you've ever been to in an arena or a stadium it, it absolutely fits uh, getting everybody hyped and pumped up for sure all right here here's our first trivia question for the night gentlemen uh, and I expect the DLR cast boys to know this right off the hop. Rolling Stone ranked Jump on their updated list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. What number is it on that list? Uh, because it's a slam dunk for the DLR cast, let's start with Steve Ross. Steve, what number on Rolling Stone's uh, 500 greatest songs of all time? Oh, is man. I want to say, if I recall, and I'm going to be wrong because usually I try not to pay too much attention to Rolling Stone, but I think this was like somewhere like 11 or 12. <laughs> 11 or 12 of the 500 greatest songs of all time. Okay. Uh, uh, let's go. Let, let, let's pick one of the Sammy boys here. Let, let's go with uh, Darren. I'm going to say it's above 250 somewhere. Above 250. Way to take a stand, my friend. Uh, Darren <laughs> Paltrowitz, what do you think? 
is this like the price is right where you win by guessing under the amount, but you get over? <laughs> we, we always play price is right rules. Yeah. You have to get closest to the actual number without going over. Yeah. So Steve said 12, so I'm going to say 13. 13, there <laughs> you both, go. Good I think strategy. we're both out of our minds. <laughs> yeah. Brent. I, I'm going to put it, uh, I'm going to put in number 99. 99. All right. Uh, Eric Senich. 111. 111 and Mark Kamire. As far as like greatest of all time songs, what number? But mm -hmm. try to think from Rolling Stones perspective. Yeah. So hit <laughs> yourself the in the head though. a few hundred yeah. times and then guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say eight. Eight. Ooh, eight. Well, wow. I tell you what, Eric Sanich wins this round. The correct number is 177. Oh, wow. well, I knew it. I gave him too much credit. The Rolling yeah, Stone. Yeah, I knew it. That's yeah, my bad. Yeah, they, they, that's yeah. Rolling Stone. Yeah. Oh, God. Barry Honest can bring this song to a man in motion. <laughs> Oof. Not, <laughs> not good. Oof. All right. Let's keep going. A oh, quick we? comment on that, on that, oh, just sorry. that whole, dun, 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 dun. it's so cool, man. It just drives the song along. Inspired by the Hall and Oates kiss on my list. Eddie even said that. To oh, Joel. fun fact. Almost potential Van Halen singer, Daryl Hall. That's right. Yeah. What does that mean? Which part? You don't, you won't. You, you won't. you say you don't know. You won't know until you begin. Like, begin what? Listen, this is the Dave mentality. <laughs> you know? it's, I'm it's just trying to stir the pot it's, a little. It's lead with your face. Lead with Dave your face. Say, <laughs> it's potential disaster. Go for it. You never know what's going to happen unless you, you try. He's seen the toughest all around, but he's yeah. the worst that you've seen. That's why I said you asked the wrong time of what are the lyrics? How do you think of them so far? Oh, they're fine. Get to the second first. My, my, I'll tell you, my favorite lyric, though, in the whole song, this is going to sound crazy. The one I always love to sing and yell out is that part out. Uh, are you who said that baby how you been i mean it's just you know what i mean it's almost like it's off the cuff he it's funny himself. you hear a little dick exactly that's the other thing <laughs> who said that they have nobody said anything that, that's I, kid, you. I, kid, <laughs> I kid you not that is my favorite those are my that's my favorite those are my favorite lyrics in the song those are little dave moments <laughs> exactly those rothisms yeah. The, yeah, the, the the treatment of that line fits perfect with the music video too, right? The way they the way they right. did it was pretty cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, this lyric to me is kind of uh, see here. I'm supposed to be defending Sammy, and here I am. I'm doing it again. But this is kind of like the old uh, the only time will tell if you can stand the test of time, right? Like it just I don't know. <laughs> see, I, I well, I'm the ref though. I have to. Be, I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't give my opinion. My I, I just I think it's totally different. I think it's a mindset. It's a mind. Whereas a Sammy was only time will tell if you stand the test of time is is not a 
mindset jump is go for it you know that's to me the lyrics are they're not they're 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 simpler than some of the other dave lyrics especially as we get into the future lyrics <laughs> like like di- different different kind of truth where he's really you know mixing it up with the words but i just think it's great you, there's videos where dave talks about it the whole theory behind the the lyrics that's you know what you, you know what though erica you, you said that you're you're not allowed to have an opinion because you're the referee that i disagree with because if anybody watched wild card weekend the refs had their opinion all weekend long <laughs> that's right oh, good call that's right and good call. yeah i gotta make sure i cover the spread so i might call a few penalties if i have to. like tell you what uh, there was some talk in the chat about uh uh, that flat sounding guitar, that out of tune guitar, and Chaz points out his guitar was tuned flatter than flat because of how hard he bent strings, even just fingering chords. All right. Mm. Alex doing a little cool stuff, the little, tss, tss, just little accents on the cymbals. Yeah. In the chorus, Alex's drum pattern is one, two, three, one, two, three. David Lee Ross timing with the lyrics are brilliant with the cadence of, Why can't you see me standing here with my back against the record machine? Good comment there. And cool. what's a record machine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a jukebox. I was just going to ask that. What's that? Youngsters. Youngsters. Yeah. Jukebox just doesn't fit yeah. into the uh, right. phrasing yeah. of the yeah. lyrics quite as well as record machine. Which, <laughs> all right. Plus, well, how many songs have the word with... jukebox in it? Yes. Yeah. No, I know what it rhymes with, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to think like a songwriter, Mark. You're you're not a songwriter, so you wouldn't know. But no, I, mean, I I can't think like a songwriter. See what I mean? Record machine. You see? Ah. You might as well just jump. Just just jump. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm going to jump. Okay, so I'm going to jump in here. So... This is where I feel like when Dave was writing this song, he didn't really feature-proof himself because every time I've seen him sing that line, he never hits it. He's either flat himself or he's sharp on that line. Whereas Sammy, that's he because he's now reaching to like Sammy territory with that note. So uh, I feel like when he ever seen him play the song live, he never gets that part right. Agreed. Yeah. You are All right, there. Chaz, Good Chaz has a point here. Uh, he says David was referring to the record industry. Uh, Van Halen experts, is that true? I never do that. With the record machine what. part? Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah, the record machine part. Can you see me standing yeah. here? I got my back against the record machine. Mm. That makes sense, but it's kind of hard to like pick on the man when you are the man, which Van Halen <laughs> yeah. was at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're the yeah, number one a... band in the world, and the world's <laughs> out to get you. Not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see the interpretation you went for there, Chaz, but uh, I'm not quite sure it's it's there. But you know, good on you for trying to figure that one out. Tom points out there's a lot of things Dave Dave never got right life. So there's a <laughs> shot across the bow. Hey now. Wow. <laughs> Eric's reaching for the flag, Ooh. but no, it's not coming out. No. Nope. <laughs>
All right. Now, uh, someone mentioned uh, 1984 really is an Alex Van Halen album. It really is. And I was really interested to Alex in that section yeah. there. Fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. Yeah. I know we got some some fellow drummers in the chat who I'm sure are going to chime in. But for the first time in a long time, I was listening to Eddie on, on the keyboard or on the guitar. I was listening to Alex, and he was killing it. And when you, he really was right. I mean, the cymbal work in there and the on and off, on and off rhythms. And, you know, I mean, that song could have been something so simpler for any other band, just, you know, an easy rhythm underneath the solo, but he's in a bunch of different directions yet. It works. Right. I mean, just, I was really listening to it too. And always reminds me of that, that it's just this weird back and forth kind of ping pongy sort of work there. Right. But it all fits perfectly. Yeah, I mean, every everybody always goes to the guitar solo in a song, and you rarely hear of a drum solo in a song. <clears throat> Excuse me. The 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 only drum solo moments are at live shows, and that's when you go get another beer, right? When the drum solo is happening. But this is like, it's a drum solo in this song, and it's freaking amazing. And it's recorded like so, like perfectly. Yeah. It sounds yeah. yeah amazing, right? Yeah. If I can say a not nice oriented thing at Dave, right here. Mm-hmm. If you saw him, can we, we timestamp this right now? Because Dave's about to say something. <laughs> yeah, yes, and go. Yeah, you know, nine fifty-nine PM. Suspicious packages in the next couple of days because we know he already doesn't like me. But th- that part of the song, which is so epic, because it's Alex showing off in a cool way, Eddie showing off on two instruments in a cool way. That was when Dave from the early two thousands forward live would be doing his kendo stick. Uh, demonstration part, which I guess is supposed to take away from how special everyone and everything else is. Is that a coincidence or was that strategy? I think if you're near the front man, you got to be out at, you know, it's your, it's your act. It's your bill, right? You got to be up front all the time, I guess. I mean, I, I can't imagine now him. I can't, could never imagine leaving the stage during that part and just, you know, having guys that 90% of the audience don't know at this point. Right. Unfortunately. Yeah. I love this comment here from our good friend, Rava Flav. I just got to jump uh, here quick. My lovely bride, who heard me listening to the show, just yelled to me, Hey, jump. That's the only song I like from that band. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, that Is actually ride European. That would explain it. Europeans only know jump usually. <laughs> that, that actually reminds yeah. me though i've known people who just you know passing rock fans not really pass you know women is in particular a few women who never really like dave's voice but they'll say oh, i love that song i love his i love his voice on that song go figure it's bright and airy and upbeat and that sounds like a commercial for a room freshener or something i'm sure but you know <laughs> <laughs> There's couple there's a couple interesting are, uh, correct though the, the piecing together of the solo they're two right Mm. Yeah, Ed and, and Dom Andy. Yeah, once you hear that, you can't unhear it, right? Yeah. I always remember uh, from the music video, there's a couple of interesting little tidbits. And I, I can remember during the uh, that, that kind of keyboard solo piece, um, someone said years ago that if you look really closely at the top of Eddie's keyboards, there's like a thick layer of dust across the top of it. And... It's it's almost like a bit of a metaphor for um, you know maybe nobody else wanted him playing them so they were stuck in the corner and they just got yanked out for the video and covered yeah. in dust or something. I That's I don't know. Interesting. The comment that was made a minute ago too about. Um, this guy's wife saying, I hear jump in the background. And that's the only, so there's some similarities here because uh, when my wife and I first met and one of the first things she got to know about me was my 
uh, obsession with the band Van Halen. And she, at the time, actually said Jump was like the only song or thing that she knew about Van Halen. So I think this is a very, uh, it's a very similar story for a lot of us, for sure. Mm, absolutely. I wanted to go back to this comment here because Gary says, I'm a 54-year-old, 100% <laughs> heterosexual male saying that Eddie's smile in this video is fucking epic. <laughs> right on. <laughs> how could, it's, it's infectious, man. How can you not get happy yeah. looking at that smile, right? Uh, yeah. But seriously, how fucked up was Eddie during that video shoot? I because just... the, the smile is there, <laughs> yes. but you look in his eyes and that, that hamster ain't on the wheel. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Looking <laughs> something in the corner. That that smile kind of reminds me of Jess Spicoli during certain parts of Fast Time yeah. High. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, and who are the musicians? Who are the musicians in the room here, if anyone? I try. Well, you guys, one of you guys probably know this, but I always wondered, and I looked this up a long time ago, but I always wondered, you know, there's something that sounds different in my ears, but and that's because the solo is in a different key than the rest of the song. Yeah. Yep. Which until I, you know, that sounds different. You know, there's but it's right, a said, normal man, natural like, uh, thing but to me it, was it sounds good modulation good, right? and then it goes back to it yeah it's a not not uncommon but uh i guess right. for rock music yeah it's it's sort of uh sounds like it comes out of left field but eddie being eddie knows what he's doing he understands you know his his theory he understands what's going to fit and uh this solo fits like a glove it reminds me i always love the fact that he complains that he can't count Right. He used to complain in interviews. I can't count. I can't count in a song. I got to look at Alex. I can't, you know, but I'm sure he's, there's some exaggeration there, but his, you know, in his, his mind is just so, I always thought it was so, you know, took place in, he was almost like a Brian Wilson of rock. Right. I mean, it was just like, yeah. he was hearing things people didn't hear. And that's one of the weird reasons. That's why, that's why I think for like so many other bands, you hear a band try to cover a Van Halen song. They're never even going to come close. No, that's right. Uh, a couple more comments before we get back. Especially to when they're Dave. Hey, well, <laughs> yeah, I walked right into. That's like walking into a rake, right? Darren hits with the right cross. Let's go back to the comments. Gary said, "Rainbow Flame." She's got to have some other quality you like. <laughs> and so Rainbow Flame said, "Gary, she bought me a bottle of twenty-three-year-old Pappy Van Winkle for my birthday. She's a keeper." Uh, here's a good comment. Is that the only Eddie keyboard solo that sounds like he's playing guitar on keyboards? The tapping like runs, the phrasing and the structure feel like one of his guitar solos. Yeah, good point. Yeah. I think yeah. so. I mean, it's it's certainly none of the other uh, keyboard solos really stand out. Well, I don't know. I'm blanking. Uh, please feel free The main free to... riff to right now, obviously it's not the solo. Oh, the, uh, that's yeah, like shredding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and if you see the, in the video for Jump, when you see him doing the last part in the video, he's actually using the same, like his fingering, his pattern of his fingers yeah. that he's playing is like the same thing he does on the guitar, but on the keyboard. Yeah. You know, right when that's right when the keyboard solo ends, it kind of builds to a crescendo and then kind of just like, I guess the only way I can describe it, it kind of comes in for a landing almost, you know what I mean? Where it's like, mm -hmm. and there was always something to me that, and I have no idea if it's even close to it, but there was almost like a classical music, like you could see a conductor almost, you know, like we're bringing it, you know what I mean? Oh, it just yeah. comes to a perfect Absolutely. close just yeah. the way it does. And I've always, man, Alex's symbol, there's just a sheen to it. I know I I've talked about this before where, you know, when whether he's riding or just, it, he fills so much space. There's never an emptiness, Does that, yeah. if that makes any sense, you know, oh, yeah. and especially, yeah. you know, even though a keyboard sound is so thick, whereas if there was no keyboard, it's just the, you know, it's just a guitar and a bass. He fills so much space and sound. I think the only time that song's ever been played with an orchestra would be 2004, Dave, July 4, 
uh, with the ball, with Boston, the Boston Pops. Pops. Right. Go check that out on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan uh, pointed out uh, during that video, Eddie probably had some Krell. Yeah. Longtime Van, Fal- Van Halen fans <laughs> oh, know what yeah. that means. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Chaz <laughs> says he sensed time. He didn't count it. He's like a he's like a Jedi. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. There you go. And never yeah. listened to anything else. He said the only album he ever bought was a band called Brand X. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Kevin yeah, Brown says all his keyboard parts are played like a guitarist, not a keyboard player. That's why they're tougher to play than you'd think. So, well said. Let's get. We have 57 seconds left. Let's finish off. Jump here. I love that part that Al does. Yeah. Throws that in there. I think it's uh, really important to note that the fade to jump is in what tune by Sammy of Van Halen? Top that would be world, Top man. of the World. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. And it's also played at the end of Dancing Night Away in the Us Festival. That's right. Mm-hmm. I always I always love Eddie's guitar part at, at, at the end of that as it kind of just grows a little bit, just kind of a reminder. It's like, yeah, you know. It's not all keyboards, you know. Like it's I'm still here. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's just sparse it. enough to keep the song riding yeah. along too, right? Right. Trivia time. What song did it take over to become number one? Ooh, uh, was it one. "Beat It" or "Thriller"? Nope. Huh. Nope. Spent five weeks at number one. Didn't start off that way. It was like number 47 when it started in late December. And then when the video hit, went to number one. Give up? Yeah. Was it a Madonna song? Was Madonna? Well, no, but this is a band who had a lot of hit singles in the 80s. Oh, wait. Was it Duran Duran? Nope. Damn. Was it Toto? Nope. Hmm. I just read this. I should know this. Not Foreigner. Nope. No. Whitney Houston, Tom asks. Whitney Houston, nope. I think this is pre-Whitney, right? Whitney came out in 86, right? Didn't he... Guess for Madonna, guess for Madonna, Billie no, Jean. Billie Jean, no. Um, think, uh, give a clue. This The lead singer was part of, um, do they know it's Christmas in the, in the, in the, for one of the early. Oh, Culture verses. Club? Wham? Yes, Culture Club. Oh. So do you really want to hurt me? Nope. Karma Karma chameleon. Chameleon. That'd be Karma Chameleon. Chameleon. Really? Oh, wow. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so I have a random question. I should know this, but I don't. You know how in the Just a Gigolo video, how Dave is lampooning every pop star of the moment? The Boy yeah. George person looks exactly like Boy George. Is that Boy George? No, I don't think so. It, I, don't, I don't think it is either. Yeah, I agree with you. It, it's yeah. uh, uh, ve- The person looks very similar, but I don't. I don't think it is. Yeah. Because everyone else is cartoonish, and you go, "Ha, ah, good right. parody." Yeah, it does. <laughs> look and then like, you look at the boy George and go, 
that might be him. Yeah. He yeah. he was drunk a lot during that time period. He might have just ambled onto the set for all we know. Oh, and yeah. really legitimately got thrown out. But, you know, because it is pretty close. Yeah. He was on the next soundstage shooting the A-team. <laughs> I have a friend uh, who made it one of their New Year's resolutions to watch every old episode of the A-team. And supposedly there's incredible cameos, not just Boy George. Mm. I'll check that out. Was that, <laughs> was that me that said that? <laughs> this is All the right. one song that Sammy said was just like undeniable from a Sammy standpoint. You know, he, he never was a fan of Dave, but uh, but he always loved Ed, obviously. But this was that one song he was like, damn, if I could write a song like that. Well, I tell you, we, we got a couple of requests and people asked if you uh, spin a Dave song that Sammy has played, will you play a little snippet of that? For a little compare and contrast so i have live right here right now queued up and sammy's version of jump should we listen to a little bit of it yeah let's do it all right this is for you it's for you that in the studio that he talked about in his book that it wasn't really a live album and the tapes didn't come out well so he re-sang the whole thing in the studio yeah that I is think, correct yeah. yes okay yes. so fresno was the made-up city for that's gotta be though from the actual tape that because that's gotta be i can't imagine he's making that up uh, well that's mikey asking, that's that... mikey saying uh fresno. yeah he's like yeah how the fuck you been uh, scott's ordering is that up a couple of steps yes yeah, that's a, Kevin that's a says, standard great vocals. Who yeah, is it's, that? It's definitely up uh, in a higher key. Yeah. All right, Kevin. Penalty on Kevin, even though he's not playing the game. Instigating. Uh -oh. Instigating. <laughs> Instigating. <laughs> that, that's you're, you're in the box for two, Kevin Brown. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm. Mm, eh, never mind. Uh, okay, so there is. There's jump. Uh, we all know it. Everyone knows it. Even even if you're not familiar with Van Halen's Van Halen's catalog, as we've uh, learned from people in the chat, people know that song. It's their most famous song. So uh, I guess uh, do do I even have to ask individually? But I guess yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, 
We'll start with Steven. This is how it works. What dreams are made of, or is the dream over for Jump? What all your 80s pop rock dreams are made of. It's a classic. It's forever, forever will be. There you go. There you go. All right. Darren Palchowitz, what say you? Yay or nay on jump? Oh, yay. I don't need to hear it. Again. I'm playing it again, goddammit. <laughs> no, no, jump. Oh, I don't need to hear jump again, but yay. <laughs> All right. So now we. Sh- shocker. The TLR cast votes yay. Uh, uh, but uh, now we go to the other end of the spectrum here. We'll start with Darren Bristow. Is Jump what dreams are made of for you, or was it just so overplayed and you're done with it? But I do have a caveat. Yes. Ooh. I think... Because we've all heard the song bajillions of times, and of course, it just sounds like Dave's song because you've heard it with his uh, voice in it first. Sammy's version, I have to say, is pretty awesome, man. I, mean, I know it's biased, but I mean, he sounds pretty good, especially there's a part there midway oh, through where he kind of just sails through his voice. Throw the flag. Throw the going, flag. Right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like it. Hold it. Hold it. Oh, boy. That's a 10-yard penalty. There's the flag right there. Uh, no, you're right, Sammy. sings it great. Yeah. When um, he wanted to sing it, when he wasn't putting the mic into the audience, like, hey, you sing it. Yeah, there's a few lines in his version. Yeah. You want to fucking just sing? You it. sing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it happens. Uh, Brent, what say you? Yay or nay? Undeniably Roth. All right. There you are. Uh, it's also very and, much uh, like karaoke believe- dreams are made of. Absolutely. And uh, I think uh, I think we can just uh, go ahead and sweep the rest. Uh, just uh, on the count of three, Corey, Eric, me, uh, one, two, three. Thumbs up. Touchdown, uh, two-point conversion to win the Super Bowl. Oh, you heard the <laughs> ref. the two-pointer, uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, final final thoughts, final words about Jump, uh, Eric. It's perfect, perfect pop rock song. I know the old time fans don't like it because it's got keyboards, but man, that is just Ed's brilliance right there. Um, it's downright nocturnally mission. <laughs> <laughs> it's I just love that that's that was Ed's moment to shine that he was fighting for even during Fair Warning album. He had this, you know, going to the studio in the middle of the night with Don Landy and do all that stuff. And this was just this was his moment. And they and he called the 5150 studios. People thought he was crazy. He was right. He was right. Came up with songs like this. And uh, the funny thing is that you know, that Dave didn't want to have keyboards and number one he for the rest of his career he would finish every show with jump and then he has skyscraper which has keyboards on it so you know he came around to it he came around to it oh and eat him I mean, in smile he, he, i got oh, it yeah yeah every song i named him smile has keyboards. going crazy yes you're right going crazy heavy on the keyboards you're right but uh, in his defense it was just they're think him and Ted Templeman are thinking image. They're thinking this is not what people want. And um, 
you know, but, but at, at that point, I was just like, take it or leave it. And he won. Yep. He won. So, uh, Corey, final words on jump. Uh, it's a classic. Love it. Love everything about it. Alex killed it. To me, Alex is the star uh, of that song as much as Eddie's great. And, uh, you know, David sings it well and Sammy sings it even better. Uh, hopefully I don't get a flag on that on the live version, but, uh, <laughs> uh, Alex, uh, as a drum fan, love what he did on that. And I know, uh, yeah. Kevin alluded to rock critics who, who call Alex Van Halen, a, just an average drummer. You know, they had a very average rhythm section. You're like, what fucking band are you listening to? Cause that's <laughs> not true. Ah, but it's time to play one of my favorite games here. How many times did Van Halen perform jump in their career? Again, oh, this is price, uh, right? Price is right rules. <laughs> you have to get closest to the actual number without going over it because uh, Eric moaned. We're going to start with him. Eric, wow, how many times so did uh, Van Halen play jump? Oh, Jesus. You got that's counting the Gary era. Mm. Um, Jesus. Okay. I'm going to say. Two hour show. I'm going <laughs> to go with uh, 1,500. 1,500. All right. Darren. Christo, let's go with you. I'll do seventeen fifty. Seventeen fifty. All right, Stephen Roth. Man, I would say we're getting pretty close to. I'd say about seven or eight hundred times. I'm trying to figure out how often they were touring when things were kind of bad, you know. But there was never a show after. I don't think there was. There couldn't have been a show after that song came out where they didn't play it, right? So I'd say seven seven fifty. Seven fifty. All right, Brent. It's the nine degrees of Sammy Hagar, 900 times. 900, 900 times. times. Very good. Uh, Darren Paltrowitz. I'm going to say Van Halen did not tour as much as you think they did, and 500 at most. <clears throat> 500 at most. Mark Meyer. Okay. And even 1,000. 1,000. I can tell you right now, Darren Paltrowitz with 500 is the closest. 683 wow. times. Wow. 683. You know what? You know what probably pulled the number down is because Sammy. I'm trying to think on the 5150 tour. Did they play it every night? I don't know if they played it. Every I don't think night. they played it at all. I'm trying to at remember all. on the 5150 tour. They were tour. doing Robert Palmer and Led Zeppelin in that. Right. Oh, right. right. Oh. That's right. They did Ain't Talking About Love. They did uh, Panama. Oh, the did Panama. <laughs> and Robert Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Who yeah. oh, I love, I Simply love. Robert irresistible. You know it sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's interesting. That's a low. I, man, that's a lot lower than I thought. Wow. Okay. I, for, I forgot yeah. about that fifty-one fifty tour. That's one hundred seventy-five yeah. shows and whatnot. Right, taken out. That's right. Fair, yeah. Yep. That's still a lot of times to do uh, the same song. So uh, you yeah. know, hats off to them. Hats off to any band uh, with the longevity in their career of which they're playing the same songs over and well, over but again. See, I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm just, Mark, I'm just looking here. Yeah. The average set list for 5150 tour. You really got me. Only one way to rock. Summer nights, get up, drum solo, dreams, 5150, bass solo, Panama, best of both worlds. Love walks in. Good enough. It's guitar solo. 55 ain't talking about. And then for the encore, why can't this be love? Jump and rock and roll there you go average um but i don't know yeah because he would hand off the mic to someone in the audience to do it though right yeah you know what i'm because i'm just always thinking of live without a net it's not on there but the, they cut out a lot of songs off that 
Well, uh, my final thoughts on Jump is uh, the word is iconic. This is their most iconic. It is an iconic song in the state of rock and roll and the state of music. Everyone has their moments of glory, with the exception of Michael. He's not he's not doing a ton of stuff in there, but he's at least holding down rhythm uh, with Alex. So, you know, more love to him for that. Uh, what else can you possibly say about Jump? It's the song everyone knows. You, you hear the name Van Halen, you think of Jump typically uh the average fan i'd say would think of jump immediately there's a reason for that so say what you want about eddie van halen's keyboarding uh that he would do in the in the career uh following 1984 but uh, their biggest song ever was very keyboard heavy as we've heard so take the good with the bad or whatever that's jump that is our first song that is uh the david lee roth portion of this show so there you go that'll end part one of this live show sammy versus dave of uh with the the bogus oda show boys and the dlr dlr cast show uh that is us uh doing it for round one we're gonna hit up round two so if you're live with us stick around and if you're listening to us on the podcast we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later we'll be right back. 